When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. together yesterday for the first time in literally a month and now we're all together in person he's like uh, well no it's just hey. it's just so craig leaves for three weeks and we have to go in the other studio craig's literally back today and oh we gotta go back to the good studio i mean again. we could have been here this whole time but it's just coincidence i like it, I like it in there well, for i don't two think it's people. a coincidence no i don't think it's coincidence either bougie craig is back bougie craig is back uh thank you all so much for tuning in to the phnx coyotes podcast don't forget to hit that like button. <laughs> oh my gosh. Subscribe. <laughs> Nobody else can see this except What's for us. Happening here? <laughs> Don't forget to hit that like button. Subscribe. <laughs> Wherever you get your podcast. <laughs> That's random. God, it's killing me. Somebody on me wants a five-star review. <laughs> I can't. That's... We are live. Eventually right. we went back on track here. What are we looking at here? I don't know what. I'm not sure what's going on. Okay, somebody else needs to talk because I can't. I'm Leah here with PD and Craig and Sean, who you can hear crying, laughing behind the back. I'll take a picture right now and tweet it so everyone knows what I'm looking at because this is insane. Um, okay, anyway, let's just get into it. Let's just. Get I don't into understand it. what happened. I don't. I'll, I'll uh, we, they don't see that on YouTube, do they? No, no they don't. No, okay. That is why this is horrible audio and horrible. Yeah, uh, but video. something funny apparently happened. Tech, some tech issue. Yeah, and when Sean laughs, I can't help but lose my shit. Okay, well, we're gonna talk a lot today about the draft. It's just over a week away. We can't wait. Um, Craig had an article this morning on GoPHNext.com, um, talking to the scouts about what the Coyotes can accomplish, and that's kind of what we're gonna talk a little bit about today. Um, but before we dive into all of that, there actually actually was some Coyotes news this morning, um, and it's that the Coyotes have waived Zach Cassian and all texts, all you're, text, you're, no. you're in our thoughts, um, and Patrick Nemeth on waivers for buyout purposes. Yeah, it's unconditional waivers, which is always for purposes of a buyout. Yes. So, so, or, or, or release. So, anyway, sorry, go ahead. No, you're good. So, yeah, I mean, a little bit of news this morning. Not a huge cap hit um, per se, but still clearing a little bit of money so we'll twofold one was this a surprise to you about either of these players and two why are they doing this no not a surprise um two i mean zach cassian let let's be honest didn't add anything to the team last season really sorry i'll text <laughs> really really sorry to say i didn't add anything to the team last season and i think there might have been some culture issues there too um so that one is not a surprise to me at all patrick demuth was okay as a 
adept or extra defenseman, but not at that price. I think when they brought both of these guys in, the hope was with, as they did with so many other players, they'd be able to flip them for draft assets at some point, and it didn't work out for either one of those guys. Doesn't make sense to hang on to Patrick Nemeth at that, that, that price. So they're clearing a little cap space with the hope of getting younger and taking that step forward that Bill Armstrong has talked about. He talked about it on our show. They're going to try. They're not going to go crazy in free agency, obviously. The Coyotes aren't going to look to add any big-name free agents. There really aren't any. It's a it's a really weak free agent class anyway. But they'll look for value, and they'll look for ways to take another step forward, and this is part of that process. And also, too, Craig, don't you think that they're going to do what they've tried to do all along under Bill Armstrong is find somebody that they can flip over but, but, uh, uh, like they did with Bukestad? That they find that guy that doesn't have a whole lot of options, that they can get at a reasonable price, yeah. that is just on the cusp of still being a, an NHLer, that they can possibly flip. And if they don't flip, still add something to their locker room. Yeah, I do presence. think that's the kind of player. It's not going to be a, like, I don't think they'll get take on the bad contracts for draft assets right. anymore, unless somebody makes them an unbelievable offer, yes. of course. But yeah, I think it'll be more along the lines of those guys, the, the Nick Bukestads, the Troy Stetchers, so you can maybe get something for them at the deadline. But they do help your group along yeah. in, in its maturation process and also provide your your top players continued opportunity to play big yep. minutes. I just so. think the most noteworthy part of this is just the timing, like right before the draft, right before free agency, it's, you know, moving cap money. And so it just, you know, it, it, it intrigues in the sense, not, and again, not that they're going out and doing anything crazy, but they still have to put together a roster and this just... A lot of roster spots available. This is, so. this is... Starting to move the pieces. What's mm-hmm. what day is this today? Wednesday, Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. So the draft's Taco a week Tuesday, away, Petey. a week from tomorrow. eight days, yeah. right? Eight days away. Are we going to start to anticipate now that this move has happened? Are we going to see more, not just with Bill Armstrong and the Coyotes, but league wide of moving some assets now before the draft yep. that you don't feel are going to be able to be a part of your team going forward? Yeah, it'll be Keep interesting. To see. It's going right? to be a very busy, busy week. Glad you made it home for this. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get into your vacation schedule (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah yeah well let's get into talking a little bit about the draft it's probably the majority of what we're going to talk about here for the next week but that's because it's the most relevant thing and not only that because this is a big draft for the coyotes they have 12 picks at the 2023 draft which we've already talked about actually we have an overview of all of the picks um that they have two in the first round Mm. one in the second Four in the third. Look at that grin on Bill Armstrong's face, by the way. <laughs> One in the fourth. Like two a in the fifth. Villain, doesn't he? Two in the sixth, <laughs> and then obviously none in the seventh. As of right now, obviously all of this can change. But twelve draft picks in one year is crazy. When we had Tim Bernhardt on the show, former Coyotes director of amateur scouting, last week, we asked him like, "Have you ever drafted that many?" And I guess he mentioned when there used to be what was it, eleven rounds, nine rounds, nine rounds, nine, nine, nine rounds. That like there was times where you'd kind of get close to this, but because there were extra rounds, but for this to be condensed into six rounds isn't is just remarkable. So there is a lot on their plate, and I guess the biggest overarching question is. What can the Coyotes uh, accomplish with this? Yeah, and I think it's no secret. Everyone thinks this is a forward-heavy draft. Um, I I included the uh, Central Scouting final rankings in my story today. The 17 top North American skaters are all forwards. (laughs) Not a single defenseman in the top 17 in the rankings. And then top 10 in uh, European skaters, seven of them are forwards. So that tells you just how skewed this is toward forwards. So... As I wrote today, it would not be a surprise to me at all if the Coyotes went forward, forward at 6 and 12. Um, 
something that uh, Daryl Plandowski said, the director of amateur scouting, next season, next the next draft is supposed to be much better in terms of defensive talent. Hmm. There are a number of guys that could be top pair guys or top four guys. This year's draft, like not even the top defenseman, David Reinbacher, we're not certain he's a top pair defenseman. He might be a top four guy. So again, it's it's a philosophy of taking the best player available. Um, and if if Reinbacher happens to be gone at 12 when they get 12 and they don't want to reach for him at six, I could totally see them taking two forwards wow. in this draft. That's interesting because when we have, we have talked and we we looked through their cupboards and we see that that being an area of concern moving forward that we thought when Lee and I talked that the twelve might be a defenseman, but if it's not the right defenseman, you can't pick him. You got to take the best yep. player yes. available. And what's there's so many caveats to what's going to happen in this draft. There's so many question marks on comparables, or there's some interesting stories high in the draft on one particular gentleman. And so I think there's a yeah. lot of things that still need to shake out. I think it's going to be interesting. I, I think one and two are done. I think. Yeah. One and two are done. But from three until 12, until the Coyotes get their second pick, there are so many things that could happen. Mm -hmm. Somebody might jump up and grab Reinbacher. They might in that top 12. Um, somebody might grab Michkov yeah. uh, at three, at six, at 10. I, I don't know. And I think Michkov is the wild card that changes this entire draft. Yeah, for I me. agree. I that agree. pushes people, and that for the Coyotes, that could be good because it could push somebody that you didn't expect to be there right into the lap at six. I don't want to give like too much away because I'm going to be writing stories throughout the week, and one of the one of those is diving into adding to the defensive depth in this organization. But uh, Daryl said something interesting to me yesterday. Like when you when you look at players now, defensemen are almost on the same evaluation level as goaltenders. The, the curve takes so long, wow. you almost don't know what you have with them for a very long time. And part of that is the trends in the game. Every Everything is offensive. You need your guy to play offensive. A lot of those guys that are playing in those roles at the lower levels can't play in that role in the NHL, so they have to learn to play defense. Yeah. So it's really hard to evaluate a lot of these guys and know what you have. That's really interesting to me. Again, I don't know how these guys do it anyway when you're drafting 17- and 18-year-old kids. But when you add in variables like that, goaltenders, of course, have like a lot of these draft-eligible goaltenders in their draft-eligible year. They're, as a, they're serving as a backup in junior, so how do you even see them play in games? There's so many variables that scouts have to deal with when assessing talent. It blows me away that there's any success at all in this business. Yeah, and it's funny, though, when you hear a draft like this and you hear it's a generational draft and it's... It's forward heavy, and, it, and like any other draft, I'm looking forward to already, I'm looking forward to looking back and going, was it really that? Was it really what mm -hmm. we thought it was then? Because the biggest problem with the NHL draft is exactly what you just said, is there's 17, and that's a huge problem. Like when you're talking about the, the NFL draft or the, the NBA draft, these guys are playing now. Like they're men. Yeah. And these kids are kids and their their development process is much different. And I it's we can talk about Bedard and Fantilli. And I think even that first 10, you go, okay, most of the guys are gonna get a good look in the NHL. But beyond that, it is it's really similar to throwing darts at a board. You have no idea how these kids are gonna progress. And that's why the point we talked about moving that age a little bit older <laughs> might make this an easier process, but it, it would. it's never gonna happen. I'd love to see it happen, but yeah. yeah, I don't see it happening either. And and you talk about the 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 tiers of the draft. Everybody thinks, well, you got a first round pick. Like, first of all, we, we keep adding teams so that those picks keep moving back at the 
back end of the first round. But if you look at the success rate of guys, even in the back end of the first round, like you said, it's a freaking crapshoot. So many of those guys just don't pan out at all. The best mm -hmm. player, not of this draft, because obviously Bedard, but like, who knows what they can find with one of those four third round picks? Yeah. Like, speaking of throwing darts at a board, if you throw all four and hit one, yeah. like, that's a huge win. And we looked back at, you know, some of the best Coyotes late round picks, or just some iconic, you know, later round picks for any NHL team. And who knows what kind of player you can get in those rounds, especially, you know, when you're looking at defensemen. Maybe you're not finding your top you know, power play guy, like lead top pair defenseman, but right. you still need depth on your defensive end. And, yeah. you know, with the Coyotes getting rid of a defenseman today and they're here to look at the roster and you're thinking. Lilleberg too, right? Yeah. I mean, Emil Martinson Lilleberg's no longer in your prospect pool. Yeah. And, I mean, there are a lot of people that still think he's going to be a good player, but the health issue is a, a wild card. So you've got, you know, you've got Artem Duda, you've got JJ Mosher's already with the club. Alamaki. Um, yeah, Yusuf Alamaki was a nice pickup. You, they just signed Zuber. Um, I'm forgetting someone, but you know, you've got a bunch of guys who you think could be good NHL defensemen. Do you have a top pair guy? Probably not anywhere in there unless somebody takes a quantum leap forward, which could happen, I guess, with the development curve of defensemen. But the other thing, though, Craig, again, we, you don't want to reach. And I, I hope I'm not getting ahead of where we're at here, but we talked about those guys and their maturation. You know, Zuber, we've talked to Craig Button, said he might be ready sooner than later but we're Maverick talking Lamaru's about, the other but guys players about yes. yeah. what about players like Dyson Mayo and Cam Deneen that were that bubble guy that helped carry you through that yeah. you go okay we got guys in the American League that can play now um they can be effective leaders in the American League but they can also pull us through in, in the National League if someone gets hurt or they're extra buffer guys they're gone like yeah. I, I'm, I'm concerned now that there's this tier of 19 20 year olds that aren't quite ready and then you go to the guys that are already on the coyotes the in-between guys are the guys at defense that they're missing right now that the guys that are going to carry them through until you know dude is ready and lamaru is ready it'll be interesting to see if we see that in the draft we try to fill that up or if we try to look for american league contracts to fill those veteran guys up that's the biggest fear i have is the defensive depth from the National League to waiting for these guys to develop. Hmm. Yeah, it's it, that's an interesting comment too about the goaltender and defenseman comparison. And right to 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 get to that extreme, like uh, you you mentioned in the third round, and I was thinking with with four third round picks, I could see them spending one of those on one of the top goalies. Like a, Chris Peters was telling me, there are like six goalies in this draft that are in the top one hundred, which is a good year for goaltenders. Yes. Um, so they might spend one of them, but I could also see them moving um, a couple of those third round picks, maybe to try to get back up into yeah, the second. Yeah, and that's round. what Nicholas said in the chat as well. So it's, that's a lot of picks. It is so much going yeah, on. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're talking about seven it allows picks you some in the flexibility. first three rounds. Yeah, it allows yeah. you flexibility, especially for a roster that still needs some players. Like mm -hmm. you still need to throw out 22 guys. That's a lot of picks, and that that puts a lot of pressure on your development staff and your scouting staff, and go okay. I'm, I'm still not convinced that they're going to make all these picks. That's a lot of picks. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to talk about what, <laughs> I guess, the perspective of the scouting staff is on all these picks, but we can get there um, in a minute. But actually, it's funny because just this morning, so we're, you know, we're very excited for our All-City Mock Draft next week. Um, and now that we've been assigned our teams, there's already been chatter about making trades. Like, Rudo is shopping 
the Anaheim second overall pick right now. I mean, it's getting crazy in the All City um, draft conversation. <laughs> but um, Sean and I were talking because that's as the San Jose Sharks at four. I have a very difficult choice to make, and there's a lot about Matt Bamichkov, which we'll also talk about here in a second. But you can actually bet right now on BetMGM um, who the second overall pick's going to be. You can bet who the third overall pick's going to be. Like. You can bet on the NHL draft if you want. Um, and I think that's really, really cool. So some good value there if you're interested in taking a flyer, especially if you use your free bet on one of those um, as well. Make sure you place your bets before you head to Nashville, by the yes. way. Oh, Make yes. sure you place them yes. in state before you leave. Yes. Good point. Um, but anyway, it's just it's just really interesting um, to, to look at that. Um, and, and see what the odds are. And I remember last year looking at it and we saw Shane Wright, you know, completely fall. So I've yeah. been saying it again and again. I think this draft is going to be shocking in a lot of ways. Um, we're going to have some of those wow moments in the in the top 10, um, whether it be teams moving, players dropping, players rising, etc. cetera. Um, so right now, if you sign up for BetMGM, make sure you use the bonus code PHNX. There's a few different offers depending on where you live, but for our Arizona audience, you'll get up to $100 in bonus bets on your first wager with BetMGM. Again, make sure you use the bonus code PHNX. You can check out the show notes for full details. And now you can listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. Disclaimer, 21 plus to wager. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. Can you imagine if the number two pick were actually in play, if if they were actually shopping at? Like, if you're the Coyotes, would you give up 6 and 12 to get two? I would. Yes. yes. Adam Fantilli? Yes. <laughs> Done. Rudo, you're crazy. You better, <laughs> you better extract a huge price for that. Speaking of crazy, do you know what the, you know how you have, like, you name an era or a time of season? Do you know what this summer is called? Do you know what the, this summer has been labeled? Oh, I think I do. It is smooth sack summer. <laughs> Yeah. When you're so. when you're playing in the summer sun, make sure you're escaped from your pubes to your bum. And by the way, <laughs> don't forget your bum. Craig, when you sit down and you're lazy boy, does it sit, look like you sat on a poodle? Clean that shit up. <laughs> when you, you look this, when you look at the bottom of the bathtub, does it look like Radko Gudis after shaving his playoff beard? Oh god. Clean up with the Manscaped 4.0. By the way, the 4.0, you can do it in the dark. By the way, if you haven't sh- shaved your nuts in the dark, you should absolutely give it a give it Experience a whirl. It just it's one waterproof, time. it's cordless, <laughs> and it has a light on it, the Manscaped. The Lawnmower 4.0. Give it a try at Manscaped. That's right. This summer, keep your balls cool while still looking hot at Manscaped. The leaders in Below the Waist Grooming are making sure we have a ball this summer. See what they did there? A ball <laughs> this summer by giving our Whew. pants partners everything they need to stay fresh. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code PHNX at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code PHNX. Scaped, God, can't even say that. Manscaped.com. See how rattled I am talking about balls and shaving? I should have planned better and I should have written this out. Yeah, but but if you if you don't know what that's like when you when you use and I do use the lawnmower 4.0 and you get done and you look at the floor and go, God, now what do I do? 
Now I need to get out. Like I almost got out the blower. You used to blow off the yard to blow all the pubes away because my bathroom floor looks like I just carpeted it. We and it's a tiled a, floor. We haven't had a show this week that hasn't mentioned the bathroom. Oh, and it's a tiled floor oh, and it looks like I have shag carpeting. Oh my gosh. Okay. It's smooth sack summer, boys. And as we always boys. talk about with manscaped.com, no nicks, no cuts, no fuzzy nuts. Chad said, Steve just sent the whole show down. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, there we go. Yeah, Craig. Did you, let's talk draft. You must have missed this, huh? Uh, yeah. Um, I don't have a segue out of that. That's talk. your job. All right. But in Europe, it's different though. They have the hairy armpits and all that. I don't get it. Do they? Do they? Do they manscape? Um, I don't know. I, don't I did know. ask. It's okay if we don't ever know. Okay. Um. All right. <laughs> let's move on. And I want to ask more about the. I guess the scouting. And you and you got to speak to some of the scouts yesterday, but. Is there a different approach to this given they have 12 picks? Like, what is, what do they go into this thinking? Like, are they hoping to draft all 12 picks? Are they, you know, just knowing that they're probably going to maybe package some to move around? Like, what's the approach of the scouting staff? I think they'd be okay if they made all 12 picks, but I think really what it creates, again, is flexibility, whether it's for Bill Armstrong to package assets to get something else or if it's if the scouts say hey there's a guy that we really like that has fallen this far if we package a couple of these picks we might be able to move up and get him now that's what it affords you it also affords you the opportunity to take a chance on some guys when you have these extra picks i like some things about this guy he he, he we we think he has a very high ceiling but there are some concerns we can take a risk on him because we have multiple picks in this round so that's that's the sort of flexibility that I think having this many picks gives a team. Yeah, but you look at what we had Tim Bernhardt on last week, and Tim said in a busy year for him, and that's back when they had nine rounds, if they got to pick eight or nine, he said that would be a huge draft because you usually have traded some away. For them to have 12 draft picks right now in a seven-round draft is it's amazing. And no seventh-round picks. No, and you've also been there, Craig, when this team has had four or five picks in the entire draft. And you've been there at times when they didn't have a pick till the third round. And so for this glut of picks gives them so many options, and the scouts are having a parade. Like, this is their <laughs> yeah, Super Bowl. It. This is unbelievable. This Because they get to work. Like, you get to go, okay, instead of we got to pick in the third round or you got to pick at 28 or 29, you have picks at so many different categories that you have to, you have to range and have so many different different groupings of players to fill and satisfy guys from six all the way to the sixth round. I I think this would be a great time to be a Coyote scout. And because you have value, like your opinion matters because you could make a difference in this franchise for years and years to come at those picks, especially those four in the third round. Yeah. Like those picks to me, a third round pick is still a kid that can play in the National Hockey League. And you have four in that round can really put this franchise into the, okay, we're getting past the rebuild now. I think this draft is is a huge stepping stone in getting past this rebuild point where we can start going, okay, now they're developing. Yeah, but it, it does, for me, it comes back around to what we were talking about in the start about the, I don't know, I'm still kind of stuck on the defenseman thing. And I, there was a comment earlier that someone said, apparently like the third best ranked guy in next year's draft actually is a defenseman. So the thing yeah. is we sit here and we're like very focused on the 2023 draft because it's literally next week but bill armstrong and he's actually said this on our show like when they're mapping out everything they're not just looking at this year and next year like they're looking at four five six seven years from now so how much of the draft strategy then for this year is looking ahead to next year and thinking oh like maybe 
you know, that's where we'll really hit on the defenseman. I just think that part of it's so interesting as well, because while we're kind of not short-sighted, but we kind of are in the sense that where that's not our focus, nor is it really our job at this moment. It is for Bill Armstrong and his staff. Yeah. And, and, uh, Daryl said that in the story too, they're, they're, they're scouting 16 year old kids. The problem is they're 16 year old kids. <laughs> yeah. Like you have no idea what's going to happen in another year of development. You think you have a sense of the top guys and that changes so often in that age range, 16 to 18, 15 to 18. So who the hell knows how the uh, complexion of the draft is going to change over the course of next season. I don't think anything will shock me at this. Like if they take two forwards, great. If they take a forward and a defenseman, yep. Like, I just don't know. It's just I I've heard people say that Reimbacher may not last past the top five. But there's this buzz out there, and I don't know if it's real or not. There are other people who think it's a reach. There have been comparisons with Mo Sider, but I have people saying he's he's not Mo Sider. He's he's not anything close to what Mo Sider was. I don't want to say anything close, but he's not at that level yet. There's there are parts of his game that need to come along. So do you really take him in the top five or six, or do you wait a little longer? But then. You know, the, there's there's that split between six and twelve for the Coyotes, where it may be a reach to take Reinbacher at six. He's probably not going to be there at twelve, so maybe you have to look at one of the other top two guys that's available. Then, yeah, and I, I just I keep going back to Matt Vaymichkov. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that for a second. And and I really believe that's the differentiator of this entire draft is what happens with Matt Vaymichkov, and we saw it yesterday with the tweet that said from Elliot Friedman. That's the Cowboys are picking him at six if he's there. Well, okay, one, eh. Like, the, the, the amount of misinformation going out right now from mm-hmm. organizations and scouts and playing the game of chess right now, because that might force somebody to go, gosh, if they're going to take him at six, we were thinking we might get him at seven or eight. Either you we got to move up. up. Some mind games at play mind here. Games. And, and, yeah. and the Cowboys may have absolutely zero interest in Matt Bay Mitchkov, but they might force somebody to move up to take Matt Vemichkov so that the guy that they are looking at that might be at five now drops to six. Yes. Like there's so much gamesmanship. <laughs> yep. And what you read right now on Twitter from a team, an organization, or an inside source or a scout coming this late, eh, take it with a grain of salt. Yes. Because they said they're taking him at six. You're going, gosh, is that a play so they can bump um, Will Smith bump to six now because they're forcing somebody to jump up and now you yeah. don't know. Yeah, it's, it's hard to, you're absolutely right. And then all the stuff that's being said about Mitchkov too, character issues. That, I don't know how real I that is. He's a 17-year-old kid. He's cocky. We know that. He has a lot of confidence, but I've never seen any reports that he's hard as a teammate, that he creates a problem in, in the dressing room. So do you really care that the kid's cocky, overconfident? Don't you want that? Isn't that who Logan Cooley is? The same thing has been said about Logan Cooley. So our team's trying to muddy the waters by creating this this narrative that eh, there may be character issues with Matt Mitchkov so that he drops a little farther in the draft. I don't know, but I, I certainly think it's possible because these kind of games go on all the time. When we talked about him earlier, Craig, we were talking about, is he going to be able to come over? Is there going to be issues with the war going on in Russia? Yeah. That was a legitimate concern. We are hearing from people, don't worry about that. Three Russians years, always make it over, right? Yeah, they they're going to make it over. over. He's going to be here. Don't worry about that. And for the Coyotes' timeline, Matt Bay Mitchkov, I think, works. Three years from now, I think that's fine. I think that you're now got a guy playing against men the next three years. He's going to step right in and be ready to go when this team is rolling in their new arena or on the verge of their new arena. So I think all of that works. I'm not too worried about that. When you talk about his personality, 
and his character issues. I don't know. I've never interviewed the kid, yep. but they're, believe me, these teams have done their homework. They know everything about Matt Bay Mitchkov that there is to know, whether they've talked to him personally or people that have played with him or coached him or they know. And they do. They do. The, the Coyotes have a lot of informa- information on Matt Bay Mitchkov. Yeah. They do. They've done their homework. And being, if he's a 17 year old, then he's a pain in the ass. He may <laughs> be. He may be. But. Does that mean he's going to be an 18-year-old pain in the ass in North America? It yeah. doesn't. Yeah. Like, it, it may carry over, but but you've seen people get labeled as a bad attitude or bad character, and it may not necessarily be true. Like, I've heard that of players that I've met personally, and I'll, I'll give you an example. Taylor Hall, bad guy. He was a bad guy. Not at all. But Taylor Hall's not a bad guy. He's actually a really nice guy. He wants, now, is he always easy to play with? Yeah, that's debatable, but it, he's a nice guy. Yeah. Phil Kessel, great guy. He's a great guy. And people, all he's different. Yeah, great guy. So I, I don't temper it until you actually know and, yeah. and get him in part of your organization. Plus, when you've got him in North America with a North American NHL coach with NHL players, the guys have been here. And veteran leadership in a locker yes, room. You can, that can change. And you're out of your element, too. Yes. So you need to adapt. You need to fit in. So all of that. Yeah, I completely agree great. with that. And, and then I keep going back to the fact that everybody I talk to says – this guy is a top three talent in this draft. How the hell do you pass on him? Do you, if it's a, like like you're saying, Leah, if you're at four and he's still there in the mock draft, how do you pass on Matt Bay yeah. Yeah. If you're at five or six and you're still going to pass on him? Like something that Chris Peter said on our show, he said it to me again today when I talked to him. It's a five deep draft, right? <laughs> the Coyotes are sitting at six. The drop off. You saw what Corey Promen said too, right? You, yeah. you sent us that text, Leah. The drop-off yeah. from there actually, to here. Can I actually just yes. read it? Because yeah, it's really interesting. Do. So Corey Promen, and this was today, and base, and also like the thesis of his article was like, this is why you sh- like shouldn't pass on him. Um, so that's obviously his opinion. But he said, in my opinion, there's a significant drop in ability from Mitchkov to Carlson. The drop in talent, this is crazy, is equivalent of that from Carlson to the 18th ranked wow. player. On my draft board, I have Will Smith closely behind Carlson, but in terms of Mitchkov to the next best Carlson Smith player, that drop is cataclysmic. And then he went on to say, in my opinion, if you were picking, if you take someone other than Mitchkov, you were picking a dramatically worse player. That's amazing, right? So how do you how do you make that move? Now you, there are a lot of factors to consider here. Like, do you, do you think he's not going to want to play for you? And granted, they own his rights forever, so you could play hardball, but. Do you want to get into that situation where eventually you're going to have to trade him? You have to figure that part of it out too. Um, but I just, when you have a chance to get a generational player, especially if you're sitting at like six and he's still there, how the hell do you pass on that? You got to get approval from ownership too, right? They have to sign off on it. But yeah, I, I, I was sitting I here know. a week ago saying, even at six, I would think the Coyotes may pass and look at some of the other names that we've talked about over the over the last week. I'm I'm pretty sure if he's there at six, he's a Coyote. I think they're crazy to pass on. Yeah. I mean, Craig six. Button came on our show and was like, I don't think there's an issue at all. I think he's gone in the top four. And if not yeah, for and COVID and, and some of the issues with his schedule over COVID, he may be battling Bedard for first overall. And right, because people haven't been able to live scout right. him all year. Yes, so, so that may made it, may have made a difference. <clears throat> I've heard that, that he's closer to Bedard than people realize, but he's definitely, without a doubt, top three. So I, I if he's there at six, you take him. And, and you, you figure it out. And then, like, you know, the thing, the comment about Carlson, like, let's just say Columbus is like, 
knows that and they take Mitch Conley at three. Like this is all hypothetical. So then Carlson drops to four. And then like, how does that push everything? Yeah. And maybe Montreal's like, you know what? We want a defenseman. We're taking Reinbacher. Well, all of a sudden there's Will, Will Smith. Smith for they the might Coyotes too. Like when like, you look at yeah. Montreal and their needs that, who knows? So, and I still like Ryan Leonard like, high, and I know people might not love Ryan Leonard. I like you're Ryan Leonard. big on the Ryan. Leonard I, 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 I like Ryan Leonard for this you're not team. The only one, a lot but of I like Ryan Leonard fans. for this yeah, team yeah, yeah. and a Bill Armstrong it's style. The photo team. I used for my story today. It's yeah, Ryan is it? Leonard too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great, great, I, I, great I would not be sad with a Ryan Leonard pick at six. Okay. I would not. I wouldn't be sad with a Ryan Leonard pick at six. Yeah, but Will Smith might be there. Like, that would be the well, most if, the if, biggest if Will Smith's irony there, ever. I'm taking him because you you want a center, you want Absolutely. a premium position. Will Here's Smith's the other the thing: like if you if your scouting staff believes that David Reinbacher is a top pair defenseman, do you really go and take a guy like Ryan Leonard over him? Like, what do you want more? Do you want a top six wing or do you want a top <sighs> top pair defenseman? Yeah, yeah, of you course. Want, you yeah. need the defenseman, even a, especially a franchise even a top that needs four defenseman. Depth. I might because it's defense. Yeah, and you it's need so that important. depth, and especially yeah. when you don't have that depth. Yeah, at defense. So you're right, and it's going to be the the fun part about this is we get to talk about it like we know, and we don't. Well, I was about to say all of this to say say we have no freaking idea. No, <laughs> but the, but that's it, the truth. The funny part about this right now, the Coyotes have n- no idea who they're going to pick at six. In that, they don't know what people are going to pick from second, third, fourth, and fifth, and I think that's going to shape what they do at six unless they absolutely go. Like, like they did with Cooley. with Cooley, yeah. You know, Shane Wright drops. But they, I know they have their list. I'm not saying they're not prepared. They have their lists. But when you're not picking first or second, sixth, a lot of things are going to change. And at 12, my goodness, there might be somebody at 12 available that they thought was going to be gone by eight. Right. And all of a sudden is sitting in their lap at 12. So they thought it was player B at 12. Gosh, it's it's player A.2. At 12. Or they'd like jump up to 10. Like Tim Bernhardt also last week was talking about there might be a scenario where they think, oh shit. Or there might be a scenario where they're fine to, you know, slide back to To 14 or something because they, you know, it's just like, oh, to be be a fly like on the draft floor during this, to be in the bugs of like the ear, the no doubt, right? It is so fascinating to me. Like you remember when when it was in the bubble and they were just all enclosed in war rooms. Like, yes, they do that in the NFL. In hockey, you're at a table right next to another yeah. table where they're having this. It's just crazy. The things that I can imagine, like holding up cards, yes. like, to hide conversations. That, that famous like gif of Kyle Dubas, like right. with two yeah, phones, phones on his ear. But also Bill Armstrong, when he was on our show, telling us that a lot of the deals happen over text. Right? Because you don't want to be talking. You want people <laughs> reading lips. It's crazy. I do think this draft is going to be really interesting to see all of the things that are going to lead up to it. Are there going to be trades? And I that yeah. first time Gary Bettman steps up to the microphone and goes, we have a trade. Every, That's ooh. the best ever. Like, yeah. I remember DP and I announce. last year were at, at Four Peaks and we got to go, like, there's a trade and we, everybody gets excited. It was the Coyotes. and When Craig was calling into the show and then I was like, Craig, we got to go. We got to go. Coyotes just traded it was, up. It was so exciting. Um, and I anticipate this year, because the Coyotes have two picks in the first round again, I anticipate this being an exciting year to watch the draft. Yep. Yeah. I agree. I think this changes the franchise. Any anything else on it needs to. today's draft talk before we uh move on? I mean, we're not moving on from draft talk, but we're moving on from over sure. bigger picture. Yeah, I think we've already talked about the deep pool. Yeah, and we that, talked about it last yeah. week as well. It's just the so. goalies I wonder about. I'm fascinated by the idea that there are six goaltenders in the top one hundred in Chris Peters rankings and we don't know shit about goalies at this age. We just don't know shit no. about them. No, and you've seen it go as well as Marc-Andre Fleury and you win a cup or you can go 
Patrick D. Rocher or Mark Byzantine and you don't. Or Rick DiPietro. And this this <laughs> franchise, I still like Rick DiPietro. I think you could play for his injuries and his arrogance. But I, I look at the two players the Coyotes picked at number one. In, I mean, not number one. In the first round as <laughs> like, goalies, Mark Byzantine and Patrick D. Rocher, who don't play for your franchise, kill you. Kill you. Like, you cannot be wrong in the first round. I'm not no. a believer in a first round pick. For completely agree, unless it's a can't miss guy, but like it, Andre Vasilevsky, right? Uh, yeah, and you do you, you, Carey Price, Mark Andre Fleury, like they've been there. Yeah, I still believe the best goalie they've drafted in the last decade is Aiden Hill. Now he is. Now it's Aiden Hill, yeah, which is crazy. Who was the backup? He's cash in. He was a backup this year, and don't people know, go, "Oh, they should have kept on him." He's a backup. I, I know, he, he, and he's still a backup. He's, and, a and he's not going to get a ton of money. They got a second round pick for him, and you know it, it's funny. I was talking to goalie people who are like. Watch watch the games. Aiden Hill isn't being forced to move from no, side to side. That the, team defends so well. He did so That's well. exactly it. But the, but the rebounds, tips, just, and the second opportunities weren't there. He played great. Yeah. He's a Stanley Cup champion. Yep. He is going to be well sought after. And you've, have you heard the rumors of Winnipeg, a team yeah. that, that they might pay him? Because you got to pay guys to go to Winnipeg. Get paid. He's probably going to get paid. And, and then there might be buyer's remorse. Yes. Because Hellebuck's still leaves. not convinced that he's a starting goalie. Can you imagine you go from Vegas, Golden Knights, to Winnipeg? Oh, Ooh, boy, howdy. If, so yeah, I, I guess still think, he, be, yeah, I still think he can end up in Vegas. Yeah. Anyway, that's a anyway, talk for but, a different day. But you, when you look at the goalies right now, who are Ivan Prozvatov has not developed as they would have hoped. And I, I, I don't want to say, well, it's, it's over because goalies are crazy. It can happen at 27 or 28 years, years old. Look at Darcy Kemper when he finally came into his own. It can happen really late for goaltenders. But right now... When you look at Prozvatov and then you look at Anson Thornton and Rasmus Korhonen, do you have a goalie where you're like, yeah, that guy's going to be a starting goalie in the NHL? You don't, you don't even know if these guys are going to be backups at this point. And their philosophy is they'd like to add one guy every year to add to the system. Well, they they need some guys because if you look at Tucson right now, aside mm-hmm. from Prozvatov, you don't have a backup. No. You don't have Tendix a backup of, that you think is actually Tendix a prospect. Up. In the ECHL, you don't have a prospect no. that you think is is possibly going to make it to the NHL. They need to add to that pool without a doubt. But do you think that all starts, Craig, with what they do at the number two slot right now, Prozvatov and, and Ingram? Like it, it, They're going to have to make a decision on that relatively soon. To me, I don't think it's that hard a decision. I know there's all this talk, oh my God, Prozvatov could get claimed. I don't think he's getting claimed. So sign them both, send Prozvatov down. Sign them both, down. yeah. yeah run, I don't think run with the same goaltending tandem you did last year. Yep, I, I, that's fair. Well, who's, like If you sign Prozvatov, you got to put him on your, your NHL roster if you claim him off waivers, I'm yeah. saying. And who's he's going to be on that? the NHL roster. You and can't who's say, doing that? okay, he's going to play in the NHL. You can't do that. Yeah, and if you go and go through all of the teams... Who's who doesn't have two that you'd look at? Okay, we're gonna or even a third in their minor league that would go. Wow, he's at least competitive with Prozvatov. No, here's yeah. what's gonna happen: someone's gonna claim Prozvatov, and he's gonna go and win a Stanley. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's why he'll it. blossom into exactly what they thought he was gonna be. I like what Steven said: sign Joey to court. Buddy. Love it. Game seven Wednesday night. Little, uh, oh yeah, a little uh, I love Arizona that story. State tie-in too. We we love. Um, well, whatever happens next week, um, we'll send. The, uh, the scouting staff, a pack of Four Peaks beer to put their feet up after this one. They're going to be really busy. Um, I'm sure they're really busy this week. They'll be very busy next week. And then after that, their work for now is done um, and they can kick back and relax and enjoy some Four Peaks in the warm Arizona summer, which is slowly creeping on. We've had a very nice summer so far. Um, but Four Peaks, 
You can buy it wherever you buy your beer. We love Four Peaks. And Four Peaks for Teachers is back. Teacher Tuesdays is back. So today, if you're a teacher, um, head down to the 8th Street Pub every Tuesday through July. If you bring a valid teacher ID, you'll receive $4 pints of Kitlifter, Wow, Hazy, and Hopknot. You should tell Tara about that. She's a professor, right? So she is? Gotta, gotta take advantage. Still in Ireland, though. I know. Summering in Europe. <sighs> Rough life. You can check out at Four Peaks Brew or at Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest at Arizona's hometown brewery. You must be 21 or older to drink Four Peaks and please drink responsibly. Um, we can't travel with OGs, but maybe take one before the, the 5 a.m. <laughs> flight. Um, I don't know. To uh, to Nashville on Monday. Um, but OGs, uh, there's a new flavor coming tomorrow. Pink lemonade. It's on its way. Yeah, that's right. Max is stoked. Um, pink lemonade gummies drop tomorrow. Mm. Fresh tangy lemon, a hint of red berry, and plenty of sugar here to help flavor the summer. I mean, check out the OG's flavors are just amazing. The creams, the fruits, watermelon, red apple, peach, blackberries and cream, orange cream, cold peaches and cream. And they have something for everybody. Sleep edition, microdose, indica, sativa, happy balance, whatever it is you need. OG's has it. So don't miss it when it comes to flavor and effect. Get your gummies while you can. Check out OG's online at ogsbrands.com and on Instagram at ogsbrands. You can find their products at your local dispensary. You must be 21 or older too purchase all right a couple other notes before we head out um first it's craig's favorite topic the preseason schedule <laughs> but i have to say this is a fascinating preseason schedule much like last season where they didn't play any home games um during the preseason the same applies um and not only that they're playing three games in three cities on the same day no it's not the same roster obviously. But this is a crazy preseason schedule. So Friday the 22nd, they play, the Melbourne team plays. Um, then Saturday the 23rd, there's a game against the Blues in St. Louis. There's a game against the Blues also, but in Kansas, in Kansas. And then there's also a game in LA. No, oh, no that's, that's Melbourne the Melbourne too. game. I can't even keep On track. the same day. So on, on the, the same, same day. day. Split squads. Split. It's a try, try squad. I mean, try squad. Those those, those rosters Can against the Blues. <laughs> so you have to have sixty, a minimum of sixty guys, sixty players going to camp. Have to. Though, yeah, though, and those rosters against but, the Blues aren't guys oh who are going to be on the NHL God. team. But, but like, so who's going to work the games? But the logistics. Who's coaching the games? Well, the, right? Who's the equipment? Who's carrying who's the, the equipment? equipment? Guys? Like the logistics. I feel. Oh I feel for the staff. God. I feel. I really do. So that, okay. yeah, that weekend's How, crazy. Who, what? Then there's a game Sunday um, against the Stars Ooh. in Cedar Park, Texas. Um, and then it gets a little bit more fun. Obviously, they play at Vegas. And then there's a game in Palm Springs versus <gasps> the Ducks on Can Sunday, October 1st. That's, I want to go to that. Time. I would sure. love to. It's only a four-hour drive. It's at 3 p.m. on a Sunday. You can easily make that a day trip. Yes. Um, and then back, uh, they have another one in Anaheim. And then back to Tucson, Saturday, October 7th um, at 3 p.m. So Fire. I we went last year as a blast, but so that's that's on a Saturday, Thursday, October seventh, Saturday or Sunday. I can't see that. It Which way the ducks? Saturday, October seventh, and that's oh. in Tucson. In Tucson, 3 PM. Sunday, October first is in Palm Springs. The week before. So okay, we're gonna so have, and the regular season is gonna start that next week. Then I would think, so, yeah, yeah, that Wednesday yeah. or Thursday. So yeah. I mean, the Coyotes right? not maybe even Tuesday. The Coyotes not playing a game in Tempe or whatever. Like that's not a surprise. We did we dealt with this last year. I just think it's like. This is chaos to the max. And for the people who have to figure out the logistics, um, 
I will also be sending you a pack of Four Peaks or a bag of Oak Chiefs because right. boy howdy. Boy howdy. But should be should be interesting how they divide it. Obviously, we you know, we've discussed mm-hmm. the better roster is probably gonna be the one in Australia given they're oh, trying yeah. they're marketing the game there. Um that'll be the you know, Keller Krause. It will absolutely be yeah. the better roster. So yeah, for I'll... those of you taking Going to this Wichita in and whoops St. Louis and Kansas. Oh boy. Yeah. Should be. You might get a version of the Roadrunners in one of those cities, and then I don't know who I don't know who it is. I don't know. Maybe like camp invitees for like a, maybe one of those you and days. I. Maybe there's <laughs> chance. Like I have no chance for, for real. Like sixty players going to camp is a lot, and you got to hold them at least through that Saturday. Now, yeah, it's nuts. Oh, I yeah. feel for the staff. Yep. I also feel for the staff. Crazy, crazy schedule. Um, all right, well. Kind of going back to draft talk, we've been doing our daily prospect spotlight. We skipped yesterday trying to run through the list of guys that the Coyotes could take at either 6 or 12. And today we're going to talk about Gabe Perot, um, 5'11", right wing, 165. We had his head coach, Dan Muse, on our show to talk about him, for the, about the NTDP. Um, he just set this all-time single-season point record in NTDP history, which is crazy. Um, and there's also a Arizona-ish tie-in. Yeah, it is. So his dad was Coyote All-Star, and it's really hard saying that. All-Star <laughs> Yannick Perot. They used to call him No Panic Yannick. <laughs> and the only reason he went to the All-Star game that year and no offense, Yannick, because I'm sure he's listening, <laughs> is because he led the league in faceoff percentage. And the Coyotes, again, sucked. And you've got to decide, you got to send somebody. So you might as well send the guy that's leading the league in faceoff. And you look at the All-Stars, and the, they keep him in the weight room there. So you see Yandel and Burke and Doan and Kachuk and Perot. And everybody goes, who, who, who? <laughs> Who's Yannick Perot? But his son, the kid, can play. The kid can absolutely play. He's a high, high-skilled guy that's going to provide offense. Now, luckily, he played on the best line in the history of the NDP program, yeah. and that has helped elevate his points to where they are today. Um, he, he's a guy, I, there's been questions you read about and hear about from the guys that have been on our show, but his skating, and that's what's going to push him down lower in the draft, even though he has this high point. Uh, he's a guy that I think will be there at 12. I don't know if they grab him at 12 i think he's the guy he's a late teen maybe in a 20 yeah it, it could be interesting i did see a comment earlier someone said they would like to see the coyotes take perot at 12 um when craig button was on our show last week he said um that he he still needs to develop physically but that he is a, a well-rounded player but when you, i guess when you think of pro you think of you know high high offense but again on that top line so is Again, a sub foot, six foot guy. We talk about Bill, what Bill Armstrong's out there looking for, and he's a winger. So, and he's clearly the third of that top line of Will Smith yeah. and Ryan Leonard. He's the three. Yes. Even though he had more points, he's still the number three when you're looking so at those guys. He's on not. That line. He's not. The, he's not number six. Like overall, no, in my no, opinion. But no. twelve. I don't know. He might be there at 12. Never, never say. We'll see. The theme of this episode is never say never. And it's um, a small draft too. You talk about yeah. sub six foot guys. It's a small draft. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, and do I don't you know want, if that's going to continue or if Logan Cooley is your guy? Yeah, and we've already talked about his size and his stature. Do you need Gabe Perot too, or do you want Ryan Leonard? And I, even I, Ryan we'll Leonard, sub six foot. So yeah, he just, plays a little grittier. Yeah, he does. You're right, he does. You're right. So we'll see. I, I the fun part is we don't know. Uh, we don't know. 132 points though in 63 games is Not that bad. good? 
That's good. <laughs> Don't yeah, know if that bad. quite translates. You beat Austin Matthews? Yeah, that's To good. the NHL. Oh, man. Um, all right. Well, before we move on to our day seven of 10 Days of Tootsies, um, we uh, have a super chat from Tim, and he said, Craig, thoughts on Sarah Valley saying Arizona are buyers? Buyers? That's what Tim said. I mean, they're buyers, but let's not get... Depends on how you define that. First of all, as I said earlier, it's not a good free agent class. They're not going to be looking to make a big splash in free agency getting whoever the top names are. They're going to look for value, both in age and in, in contracts. Like Petey said, some of the guys, like you could look for a, a Nick Bugstad that you could flip again and get draft assets. But you could also be looking for the type of player that could grow with this team. And again, it's going to be value. They're not going to make... Are not they going for Alex Debrinkat? He's yeah, a name that comes no, up all the trademark. No, Alex Debrinkat's not going to be a Coyote. <laughs> it's it's not the right time for yeah, the Coyotes yeah. to do that, even if if they wanted Alex Debrinkat. So no, it's not going to be that, that kind of splash. You Again, value. Think value. Guys that can grow but allow their best players still to play in primary roles. That's what they're going to try to do. So they're not do. running at Carter Hart or Connor Hellebuck to tend the no, goal. No, but... <laughs> You remember, we, Clayton Keller's agent was on our show. They want some clarity and they want some progress as well. I think at the time time that we are in the rebuild, it makes sense anyway to do what they're doing. But I don't discount the possibility that, that a little bit of pressure from those key core players is driving some of this as well. They want to see movement forward or they want out. They just don't want to keep spinning their wheels in a rebuild indefinitely. Yep. All right. Well, there is that for now. We'll hopefully get more clarity. Um, I'm sure we'll, we'll get more clarity next week and see what happens because we haven't even mentioned the possibilities that the Coyotes can trade current roster players also as part of the draft. Yeah. So we can, yeah. We'll talk more about that. I'm sure. I was talking about that with Jeff Merrick today. And like, uh, again, Nick Schmaltz's name keeps coming up, but I, I still think that they like to keep them together. Keller and Schmaltz. I wonder about Karel Vimelka. I really do. Yeah. Very interesting. The goalie market. Yeah. Wow. I mean, if wow, yeah, veggie, wow, wow. Anyway, all right. Well, um, before we get to ten days of Tessies, we'll save that for the very last thing. Um, like we mentioned, we are headed to Nashville next week, and we can't be more excited. I, I'm thrilled. And there's a group of people who are watching the show right now coming with us, and we're so excited. And mm -hmm. a lot of those people are, if not most of them, are our diehards. We have a thread going kind of planning some stuff in nashville um, but those diehards got 20 percent off their tickets to nashville so that's just one of the many perks of being a phnx diehard you also get 20 percent off uh, merchandise in our locker including the shirts you two are wearing today um, you get a hat or shirt every year at sign up you get a dobson ranch card when you become a member you get a mountain mike's 50 dollar pizza voucher when you become a diehard <gasps> mike's Oh yeah, Buddy, today. coming today. So get your fifty dollars month mics. It's it's worth the price of a diehard membership between that and your free hat and T-shirt every year. Yep, it's worth the price of admission. Yep, and of course Craig has weekly diehard only content. Well, that's on the website. worth the price. Right I mean, there. it all is. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> become a diehard today. Check out phnxlocker.com to grab your membership to yeah. receive all of the perks that we just mentioned, as well as our access to our Discord chat, which I feel like I need to mention every day because it's just that great. Um, but before we head to Nashville... Uh, Can I say one thing about yeah, the Discord, though? Because I was watching it. Let's keep in mind on the Discord that we're all in this together. Like, we don't... I Our Discord doesn't argue, but they sometimes have very differing opinions. Yes. <laughs> Let's make sure... 
it's okay for to have different opinions, especially we're talking about the arena in the East or the West Valley. It started to get a little heated yesterday. Yeah. We just are glad the team is considering staying. So yes. let's, I'm sorry. I just wanted to say that here that just we're all on the same side. Yep. Agree. Um, I think we can all agree, though, that we love Circle K. Um, we that's do. That's one thing that nobody disagrees on. We do. Because Circle K's are everywhere. They have polar pops. What more do I need to say? I looked at the forecast. I saw 110 coming. It's coming soon. So. And those cups don't don't get that moisture on the outside either. Yeah. They don't get that. And they fit in your cup holder for how yes. giant they are, which is amazing. Massive. Um, so head in to Circle K. Stock up on all your goods. Jacob <laughs> just took out his his thigh. Well, I couldn't make thigh. This is the problem with this studio is like I can see everything happening and lock I've already lost it twice today. Um, but check out Circle K. Make sure you're not missing out on all of this great stuff. You can text PHNX to 31310 to join another SMS subscriber club and get a buy one, get one free offer on 32 ounce Polar Pops. Head to CircleK.com slash store dash locator to find Circle K's near you. All right, PD. It's, we've been going through our 10 days of Tootsies leading up to the 10 days prior to us getting to the draft when we will all be at Tootsies on Monday. At some point of that day, there's no doubt in my mind we'll be at Tootsie's at some point. By the way, live music starts at 10 a.m. We're going like outside right we on the street on the sidewalk of Broadway today. Okay. And this, when you think of Nashville, you don't think of Elvis. Elvis you think of in Memphis, Tennessee, but yeah. right outside of Tootsie's in front of Legends Gift Shop, which is right next door to Tootsie's, you have this. You have the statue of Elvis Presley on the street next door to Tootsie's. So I encourage everybody that's making the trip to stop and get your picture <laughs> with Elvis because this is the 20 feet from the pilgrimage to Tootsie's. So this is <laughs> day seven. Day seven of your 10 days at Tootsie's, and we'll see you there on Monday. Wow. Can't wait. Sincerely can't wait. What are we wearing in Nashville, by the way? It's going to be sticky. It is really going to be sticky. <sighs> Don't wear gray. That's all I got I'm thinking say. I'm, I'm, I might, I always, I've always worn a suit to the draft. I'm not sure that's happening in Nashville. <laughs> well, yeah, we're going to have to talk about You know about how, this like, in Arizona, on. when it, they overcompensate the heat by, like, making stores, like, sub-zero? Yeah. Like, it could be like that. It could be freezing It could in be there. like that in Bridgetown, but we got to walk to Bridgetown. Well, that's yeah. why you do layers, you know? Layers with a suit? Don't, Craig, did you not schedule our car service to pick us up and drop us off door That's to a door? That's actually. That's a <laughs> he probably will. If, we, if, if, if there's a limo there, it's going to be like a one-person limo. Craig, Craig in our, yeah. like, NA, all-city NHL chat was like, are there any patisseries <laughs> nearby? <laughs> Oi. All right. Anything else before we... Uh... <laughs> no. Let's no, go. We'll save it for Nashville. I have ideas, but... Oh, boy. Anything else before nope, we wrap I'm up good. today? Nope. Um, well, we have a couple of really exciting shows the rest of the week. We have Greg Wyshynski joining us tomorrow live at 11 a.m. Lots to talk about with him. kind Including of Including chocolate. Including chocolate. So yep. get your chocolate ideas ready. Um, mm. We'll talk kind of big picture stuff with him. His, you know, hit a national perspective on the Coyotes as well as some other topics. So really looking forward to that. And then on Thursday, the Bob father, Bob McKenzie, is joining us live at 11 a.m. to talk about his ranking that comes out that, that day. same day. You might as well go um, on PHNX Live when you come out with the TSN rankings. Mm -hmm. Literally, why I not? mean, Corey Bronman came on our show the day his rankings came yeah, out, too. So it's it's tradition. But we're really excited. He's always the last one to release his rankings really close to the draft. Um, and obviously, Bob McKenzie's a legend. So really. And, and dialed in, like, extremely insanely dialed extremely. in. Extremely. So it'll be really great talking to him. So all of that's coming this week. We're live every day, Monday through Friday. At 11 a.m. 
obviously our schedule will change a little bit in Nashville. We'll let you all know what that schedule is. But for the most part, you can expect that consistency and just be sure to subscribe to the PHNX Sports YouTube channel and hit the notification bell so you never miss when we do go live. Um, and yeah, just make sure you're a subscriber there. You can also listen to our show on audio wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review wherever you do. It really means a lot to us. But until then, you can follow all of us on Twitter at SPetersHockey, at Leah Merrill, at Craig S. Morgan, at Sean underscore DePause. You can follow the show at PHNX underscore Coyotes. Everybody, enjoy the rest of your Tuesday, and we will see you all tomorrow.